You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi guys, and welcome to another new episode of You Need Therapy. My name is Kat. I am the host, and I'm so glad you're here, especially today. Before we get started, I do want to say this is not therapy. This is just a therapist talking to you. And isn't that nice sometimes where you can just like click on a therapist and she gets to speak to you? But again, this is not therapy. So the episode today, it was gonna just be me talking to you guys, but I give you a little surprise at the end. So just wait for it. This episode content and topic has been something that has been on my mind for a while. We're going to be talking about call out culture and cancel culture. And I talked about cancel culture last week on Couch Talks and was like, I can't do this whole thing in, in 10 minutes. So here we are. Now, I actually really started this episode months ago, working on it just about revenge and call out culture. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I was doing research and and writing, the more it became about other things enter cancel culture. So today we are on a journey. Okay. You're going to go through it as I'm moving through it. And I'm very excited you're on this journey with me because being here alone is no fun at all. So I think we're just going to start. Let's just jump in. So my observation is that we live in a very call outy culture these days. Now, before we get started, I want to be very, 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 very clear because I have learned it's easy to read the things that anybody says the wrong way. And I, I hate when that happens. So I want to say as a victim of abuse or a survivor of abuse, you have every single right to call out and name your abuser. And I believe that can be very helpful to assist in disempowering the ability for someone to continue to cause harm. And also let it be known that that is not how all survivors choose to heal. And that's also okay. There is nothing wrong with either sides of those. I'm not talking about that. 
today. This episode is not directed towards any type of abuse. When I am talking about call out in the, in the next couple minutes where I'm talking, I want you to hear that very loud and clear. I am more talking about the day-to-day inconsistencies that were seen in people who hurt us. And FYI, news flash, PSA, just because somebody hurt us, it does not mean we were abused. It also does not always mean that what they did was wrong. And that can be kind of confusing. But the truth is when we get hurt, a lot of times we're getting hurt by the filter also that we live with. So that's what I'm saying when I I talk about us like reading into things or making assumptions or how I even was talking about the beginning of this. If I don't want to be misunderstood, we misunderstand things. And just because we have decided that something has been one thing, it doesn't mean that's really what it was. So there is an ability for us to be hurt without somebody doing something wrong. Now, We also many times are hurt because people do shitty things that are wrong. So there's both sides to that. But I think we live in a world where everybody wants to be black and white and it wants to be good and bad. And that's not the world we live in. It's gray. And so I just want to put it out there that that's a possibility. Now, when we do get hurt, it's a very human response to want to feel better, obviously. And there's nothing innately wrong with that either. So what we need to do is really assess the patterns we move through to find that healing with the ever growing social media platforms, we have the ability to create viral posts that reach an insane amount of people at the drop of a hat. Basically, anybody can do this. And that's a lot of power. Now, with that power, that is a lot of responsibility. And I talk about this so, so, so often with clients. Experiences like breakups can turn into this desire to expose someone, to expose an ex for every harmful thing that they have done immediately. And I get the idea behind it. Trust me, I have been there. Trust me, I understand. I got out of a very harmful relationship years back and I so, so, so bad wanted to tell everybody about how horrible this human was. And he was somebody who had a lot of power and he was very well liked by the public and I wanted to expose him. Like I wanted to call him out and like tell everybody who this person was, but I didn't. I vented to my friends. I cried to my therapist. I journaled. I wrote. I did all of those things. But as much as I wanted to, I didn't air all of the insides of my experiences with him to the masses for multiple reasons. One of those reasons is I firmly believe that unkind people expose themselves. And I use the word unkind because I don't like to use the, or the phrase bad people because I have a hard time with the idea that someone can be a bad person unless they literally are a sociopath, which that's a whole podcast for another thing of what that even means. And it's also not my job to change people's opinions about others. It's my job to make sure I am living according to who I am. And that's really it. I like to let other people be in charge of what actually happens based on their behavior and relationships and all that. And like I said, unkind people expose themselves. They might not do it in the way you want or in the timeline you want, but it will be done. Just trust me. Also, you may never know if it happens, right? So if we get out of relationships where we separate ourselves from people, we don't have all of the information about other people's lives. So we don't know what's really going on or what the insides of them feel like. And so I just like to trust that it will be taken care of. Just because someone looks like their life is going great on the outside, it does not mean it really is. And I feel like we, we say that all the time, but it's something that we forget to actually implant in our brains. 
I kind of like the idea of letting other people be their own billboard, you know, like let other people be like their own advertisement, let them show the world who they are. And again, if it looks all nice and peachy and beautiful, we don't know if that's even the truth. And also that can change in a blink of an eye. Again, it's a natural desire to want to still in a sense, right or wrong for someone who has hurt you. But I think what we really want in those moments is to feel better. Like going back to the beginning, it's that we're we're wanting is to feel better. And that may make us feel better for a second, but it's not long lasting. And what we really need to do is dig into the truth of what we know and find firmness in that. In more simple terms, worry about you, worry about us more than we worry about them. So I will say something that's been very helpful to discern if I want to put some information out in the world is using these three questions. I use these three questions for a lot of things, but this fits here. So I just want to put it out there. So the first question is, does this need to be said? The second question is, does this need to be said right now? And the third question is, does this need to be said by me? And if you answer yes to all these questions, then go for it. But make sure you are being honest. And if you answer no to any of these questions, I suggest taking a pause and really assessing the why behind the what you want to say. Also, I think it's worth mentioning that people can change. Now... (laughs) disclaimer, we can't bet on this when it comes to toxic relationships. I think a lot of us spend a lot of time hoping that people will change so we don't have to do hard, scary things. But when somebody really learns about themselves, the world or others and other people's opinions, actions can change. They really can. And this is where I combine the ideas between call out culture and revenge culture and cancel culture. My hope is that the future that call out culture motivates shifts and that the intent is to let someone know that they have done something that was harmful or hurtful so they have the opportunity to shift and change and grow. But right now I see a lot of calling out and then the immediate canceling of those people. We're on this journey, right? We're going to migrate from revenge to call out to cancel culture and talk about that for a little bit. And what I want to kind of cover today is what is cancel culture? Does it have merit or value? Should it exist? What are the pros and what are the problematic parts of this thing? And I talked a little bit about this on Couch Shocks, like I said. So some of this might be a little bit repetitive, but for the sake of this episode, we're going to revisit all of the things on this journey. So what is cancel culture? Well, I think it's like the bigger, stronger, scarier, like brother of call out culture. So like call out culture says like, screw you, you did this thing. I'm going to expose you. Cancel culture says we've exposed you. Now we're going to take away all your power and basically put like a, it's like a scarlet letter or like a red X over this person's face or body or whatever it is. Now, if you just were to ask Wikipedia what cancel culture is, this is what you would get. Cancel culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to have been, in quotes, canceled. Now, remember that we learned when we were in high school that when we tried to use Wikipedia for our research projects, this was not to be a trusted source and we would get in trouble for that, correct? I know that I did. Many times I tried to do that. Let's see if that's true. Let's see if we can trust Wikipedia for this one, because honestly, I use Wikipedia for so many things, not professional, but I'm one of those people that gets like sidetracked by learning about things. So I like find something, I immediately go there and I'm like thinking that like, yes, Wikipedia is the God of facts and it's not tangent. Let's come back. It's a crazy journey we're on. So the idea of cancel culture, honestly, I think is to dismantle the systems of oppression that have allowed things such as racism, sexism, and all the isms to flourish. It seems like it 
is acting as a top down versus a bottom up approach, meaning that you crack at this little by little from the top to get closer to the source rather than by just going straight to the source. And I have so many things to say about that. It's almost like you're poking holes in a hose in order to get the water to stop from coming out so fast rather than just turning the hose off itself because for some reason there's it, there must be a roadblock to turning the hose off, right? And it works, I suppose, but is it efficient? And this is what I am not sold on. I totally get the idea of cancel culture. I really do. I get the idea behind what it's trying to do. And I'm so for that. Like, I don't want these systems of oppression in place. Heck no. But is it efficient is the question. And if we go back to the hose idea, now your hose has all these holes in it. And like, that's a bummer. But like, there's also still water coming out. And like, there's so many things about the hose that are messed up now. And it's kind of like cutting off your nose in spite your face in some ways. So what cancel culture does, it, it promotes the idea of canceling, getting rid of people brands, shows, movies, due to what some consider to be offensive, problematic remarks or ideologies. And I think that's where I get stuck is like, we're canceling people and not systems. I think we mean to be canceling systems. What it is set up to remove things that are outside of the new or desired social norms, which we create new and different social norms as we learn more information. And that's okay. But this is really not new. We've done this kind of thing for years. I think this has been patterns of how we've worked for years in order to kind of keep a status quo to an extent. Now, of course, like I said, I believe that some of the things we're trying to cancel should be canceled. <laughs> You're listening to me like walk through this as I speak. I don't have all my thoughts put together. Heck yes, I'm 100% for getting rid of some of these things that people are doing and the, the systems and all that. But when we get caught up in canceling a person is where I get iffy. And so here is is where we're going to take a turn. I could sit here and talk about my beliefs in the research and I have in all the things I've been doing the past couple weeks to learn about this. But I thought, hey, that sounds very boring. So I invited my friend Paul to come talk about this with me because I think he has a great perspective on this and I like learning with people and I think conversations are really what helps us learn and grow and change. Before I cue this in, I would like to ask all of you guys listening for all of the grace because I'm giving you the real raw cat, not the one that has it all figured out. I mean, as you can tell, because the beginnings of this have, have been me kind of like moving through my thoughts and actually like, I don't know who the all figured out cat is. I don't think she exists. So if you ever met her, let me know where she is. I'm not saying everything that I'm about to and everything that I have said and everything I'm about to um, say is right. I'm just trying to learn with you guys and give you guys a space to learn with me. So let's get to it. Here is a little conversation I had with my friend Paul about cancel culture, what it is, if it's helpful and what we need to do about it. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. 
Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, so I have... My friend Paul back for episode number two. How's it feel? I'm glad to be back. A returning guest. Yes, glad Not to be back. Not everybody gets that honor. It's it's a great honor. It is a great honor. Yeah. So I have asked Paul to come here because last week when I was answering the question on Couch Talks about cancel culture, I called Paul and he... What? Couch Talks. Couch Talks. It has a name. You don't listen to the Q&A episode on Wednesday. No, well, Couch Talks is the Q&A episode that comes out every Wednesday. It's okay that you don't but, listen but to the it. The first episode wasn't Couch Talks. We didn't call, it wasn't this called is Couch just, Talks. The podcast is Unit Therapy. Right. Wednesday's episode. There's two episodes a week now. Oh, we're, we're moving up. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So that episode is just a Q&A where people email me questions and I answer them. So okay. you helped me answer a question that was emailed in. Are we here? We're here. We're okay. here. Happy to be here. Okay. So <laughs> I called Paul and and we talked about, I, I read him the question. We talked about cancel culture and all that stuff. And then it flowed into a, a long conversation. Well, it was a short conversation, but it could have been longer if we didn't have things to do yeah. and places to go. And I, what I really enjoy about Paul is his ability to have conversations with me about things that I don't know what I'm talking about in a way that doesn't make me feel stupid or dumb or afraid to say the wrong thing. So thank you. You're welcome. And I will say, which I've probably already said before, I don't like talking about this stuff because it does make me uncomfortable. And I like talking about things that I'm the expert in. I'm not an expert in this. So I do my research, I have conversations, and I talk to people who have different and sometimes similar perspectives in order to make a educated and appropriate opinion myself. So this is a conversation. So I want you guys to take what you hear with, I don't know if the right saying is a grain of salt, but we're not 
explaining facts that you have to believe else we're going to hate you or not like you or you can't sit with us. We are just having a conversation about our experiences and what we believe based on those experiences. Cool? Is that cool? cool. Yes. Okay. I want you to tell us in your opinion and your experience what cancel culture really is and the nature of it and the purpose of it. Because when we talked about that, that was helpful hearing your perspective for me. I think cancel culture is in short rage. For example, I don't know how many of your listeners are into video games or gaming or have have played a game. Everyone's played a game where they get frustrated and they just mm-hmm. quit. I think cancel culture is just like something happens, you hear about something and it's like, oh, I'm fed up. I quit or I cancel you or I cancel this thing. And I think it's more of a feeling. Which, you know, is interesting. I'm going to cut you off. Oh, good. Because I believe majority of the time rage comes out of fear. Rage just does not come out of anger. A lot of times it comes out of fear, a buildup of unprocessed fear. So that makes sense, especially with the things that are being canceled in our culture right now, is there is a lot of fear behind the things that are being canceled. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. There's fear, fear not of what's presently being canceled per se, but fear of it following the same path as the things that hurt us before. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I'll be more specific because what really was helpful, and this made me think like, ah, am I wrong? Is cancel culture good? Because you talked about why it's a thing. Can you talk about why you think cancel culture is a thing, specifically why it's like blown up the past two, three years? Where I was going with that was with cancel culture, your listener asked, is it good or is it bad? Or I think maybe you asked me that, I don't remember. And I think it is both good and bad. Cancel culture is effective, right? We've seen the effects of cancel culture. We've seen people get canceled and immediate change, right? Or they're like completely done away with, their pockets have been affected. And so we know it works, it's effective. However, sometimes cancel culture can be premature without proper investigation. Sometimes it can seem like a witch hunt. What do you mean by that? Because of whoever is doing the canceling, if it smells like something that has needed to be canceled before, then we automatically cancel it, right? It's like we have the worst assumptions of everybody. Yeah. And in terms of racial injustice, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know what, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. So we're not going to give any chance for whatever this is that, that is bringing any PTSD or triggering in any way in this direction, we're just going to cancel it from right here. Boom. Done. Done. Canceled. Bye-bye. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. When it is good is when there is a system set up in place and that system enables racism, inequality, sexism, whatever it may be. And we see that system and we say, you know what? Let's cancel this entire system. It's torn down, demolished completely from 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 the bottom up and whatever that system is has to be rebuilt but most of cancel culture is top down it's like we're going to cancel all these little people and this made me think as you're talking the issue though is that i'm coming in my head is if we can so easily cancel those things that can be turned around 
it almost feels like we're trying to make everybody believe the same thing. Now with racial injustice stuff, it feels a little different. But even like the politics, like Democrat versus Republican, we're not going to talk about that stuff. But it feels like we're trying to cancel everybody that doesn't believe one side. But the issue is, to me, in my head, we've been doing that for years, is, is that there's a right and a wrong, there's a good and a bad. And if we can cancel one thing, then what happens when that the power gets put in the wrong hands and then we can all be canceled for the other thing. Does that make sense? Correct. It makes perfect sense. Let's talk about the main issue. Let's talk about the main issue. Of racism, particularly in this country, is there are way, 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 way too many people that think that racism is a political issue and not a life issue because yeah. honestly we Which all, we all I should i know i know okay. this you're fine okay. that's not what you were saying <laughs> just just it. so we're clear okay. i know that that is not what cat was saying but in all honesty racism in any form simply put we should all think the same about it racism is not a good versus evil thing it's all evil well, in, it's not a, in all of okay. its forms Okay. Yes, yes. I agree with that. So the cancel culture idea when it comes to racial injustice is different when it comes to other parts of the world is basically what you're saying or other things. Because you can be canceled for anything right now in this world. You yeah. you walk weird on the street and you're canceled. Yeah. So what you're saying is in that regard, there is no right and wrong. Absolutely it's just not. Wrong. When it comes to racism, it's all wrong. Right. Yeah. The conversation around it, it looks and sounds different. Mm-hmm. But like, what do we do though? Because I really, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that this is helpful because I can't learn what, what happens most of the time when people are called out and then canceled for things, what is going to happen is defensiveness, right? So I'm going to have this like initial response of like that's not what i meant that's not what i said blah 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 blah. but i'm canceled and people are just berating me versus hey let me talk to you about what you said and why that wasn't cool let's have Uh a conversation Uh so you can do better right because i want you on my team right i don't want you canceled i want you on my team i want you to tell me in your perspective you've talked about this a little bit but why do you think cancel culture has had such a rise in the last three years what is the intent and who's doing it? Yeah, because people are fed up and people are tired of not being listened to. They're tired of not being heard. So how can we help then? Because I've, I think you've said that earlier. How can we help dismantle cancel culture? Because that's not helpful. In my eyes, based on this conversation, when somebody cancels me or wants to cancel me, well, I might be different. But generally, I make the assumption that people, and I shouldn't make assumptions, but I'm going to, when they are being canceled, one there's a fear to be authentic and show up because there's a fear to be canceled. And two, it's not creating a conversation. And what I think we need more of is conversations. You're exactly right. Also, keep in mind, cancel culture is very much a, it's not a personal thing. It's cyber for the most part. It's a group of people thinking the same thing about one thing and then they bash it and they let everybody know, hey, cancel this this person. And the internet moves at a million miles an hour and you cannot catch up. You can't get ahead of it no matter how hard you try. Also on the internet, which is a world of a false reality in its own right, it's hard to be authentic in that world. Like you know you're being authentic, but like it's hard to show everyone like the real, like all of your viewers, if you will, Mm -hmm. or whoever else is out there on the- Interwebs. Interwebs. I always say Twitter sphere. I don't, anyway. Anyway, it's hard to show that authenticity 
And so it's easy to cancel what may not seem. Because it's not relational. Cancel culture is not relational. And what we need probably is more relationships. Because I think that the change that we're wanting, right? The change that we're wanting to create is built through relationships and people being like, hey, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then learning like, oh, I don't hate you. I don't hate you either. How can we work together? You know what I thought about? I'm going to go ahead and reference. I don't remember the name of the episode that that we did on your podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and plug in your podcast. You're going to plug my podcast I'm going to plug. Yes, I am. <laughs> if you guys don't listen to the podcast, go back uh, about It was the uh, summer. It was weeks. called Things White People Are Afraid to Ask Their Black Friends. Right. If you go back to that- Paul's ep- black. Yes. Yes, I am. If you go back to- I'm white. <laughs> If you go back to that episode and listen to it, I think the formula of combating cancel culture is in there because I talked so much about one-on-one personal relationship is how you learn the most. And then like doing that over but and over and over again. What would you say again. to pe- the people that are doing the canceling? Because what we know is... I would be careful to what I say to people who are doing the canceling, not because I'm afraid of being canceled myself. You can't cancel me, boo-boo. <laughs> But within the cancel culture, I believe there are some people who are trolls. And then I think there's a large group of people who are legitimately hurt. I'm not going to sit here and tell these people who are hurt. Hey, if this is how you how you deal with that hurt, if if this is your emotion of of that pain, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to what to do and what not to do with it. If you want to cancel, cancel away, baby. In all actuality, like you really cannot. Like nobody can really, really, really cancel you depending on, I, I know. I you, just roll my Kat, eyes. Tad just gave me a look. There's a difference in, this is the thing. There's a difference in canceling a system and canceling a product or canceling something like that. And there's a, in canceling a person. And I think what I keep getting stuck on is when we cancel people. I'm okay with canceling racial injustice and all of the stuff that mm-hmm. is involved in that. I'm okay with canceling the TV shows and the this and the that that are like really screwed up when you think about them. I'm okay with that. The problem is we now have started to, I think a lot of people who care, the people who care, have started to tiptoe around life because they don't want to get canceled because you can get canceled too. And here is the truth. It's me going off on a rant. I have done things that are messed up in my past I've that I had didn't know. I've probably said things. I have probably attended things. And I've probably d- been around spaces and supported things on accident that supported a system that supports racial injustice. I probably have. I don't have a list of those things. But my fear is that we're afraid to talk about mistakes, but I, we have to talk about mistakes so we can learn. The only reason I know some of the things that I know are because you offered me the space, space and grace. You gave me grace in the space that we were in where you said, ask whatever you want to ask. Also, you said earlier in our conversation that you can't get canceled for being sincere. Yeah, and I appreciate that because what's really going to break down some of this stuff are conversations like that that make me think, wait a second, I need to take a step back and look at really what's going on rather than me being afraid to talk about it being afraid to show up, being afraid to create relationships. So then we have these two groups, of, we have three groups of people, four, the people that are canceling, the people that are trying to have the conversations, the people that are too afraid to have the conversations, and then the people that are so fed up with cancel culture, or all of this stuff that they're like, I don't give a F, I'm gonna do what I want. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. I don't know what I just said, I just blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a thought. I was going to say um, you're a therapist. Um, I don't know how uh, your discipline is not in like marriage and family. And again, this doesn't really answer your question of. of I wasn't what, asking a question. I was just. Well, you're, you did ask you. a question. It doesn't really answer your question of what to do with those people who are oh, in yeah, cancel yeah. culture. But those people would would change if you look at it like a marriage and family therapy session. Like we're in this together, right? I'm black. You're white. And this is we have trauma in our relations with each other so we have to go to couples therapy mm-hmm. all of us um and we've got as to society? have we've got as a society yeah. and we've got to have the hard conversation hard but conversations got to be willing to have it right everybody's got to be willing but the more people it's it's each one each one reach one each one teach one as the more people that do it it'll slowly and yeah. slowly evolve I think that's a great metaphor because you also can't force anybody. <laughs> you also can't force anybody. If you force somebody to show up in therapy with you, it's not going to go well. Both well. people have to yeah. want to be there. I wish it was different. Should I be a therapist? Do you think you should be a therapist? You're my therapist. I'm asking you. <laughs> not she's, she's not my therapist. I'm not your therapist. She's a therapist, but um, in this scenario. That's a conversation for another day. But okay. So I think that <laughs> all in all to wrap this up, because I think that was helpful saying that like, yes, what we need is what not what we're doing. What I'm getting from this conversation with you and please in everybody in the world, I'm asking you guys for for some grace in this conversation because this is, this is real life cat having thoughts as she has them rather than her compiling them. And then she talks to you. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing in all of this is that cancel culture, I think in the beginning had good intent. The intent was there. The intent wasn't to be hateful. It has become that way. But I think the intent was always pain first. No, the intent wasn't pain. There was pain and the intent was to heal the pain. So the intent was good. It is not. Or not heal the pain, but to somehow cripple what was causing the pain. The pain. Yeah. Which would in turn heal it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I just have to be right. So uh, going back, the intent was good. What has transpired has not been what was set out to happen and now it has become something that is causing more pain rather than creating a healing space so the suggestion and the answer we do not have that i think is part of this conversation of we don't have the answer we don't but i do know though what helps is conversations right so what helps is listening to stuff like this and calling your friends and saying, what do you think? And doing some research and listening to both sides. When I was looking at this stuff, I went back and listened and, and read and listened to stuff that was arguing both sides. Because if I'm just looking at one side, obviously I'm gonna be like, yeah, they're right. So all, all that to say, we don't have the answer, but I think the answer lies in conversations. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the answer lies in canceling people without a conversation. How about that? Yes. Also, let me add that if you're having these conversations for those people who you may feel like are a, a big part of the cancel culture, I would encourage everyone to try your best to have the the discernment to recognize pain and understand that if someone's in pain, sometimes it might be best to let them have their pain. It may not always be up to you to heal it. And and the conversation doesn't always heal it the first time. It's going to take time. Okay. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. And I hope this conversation was helpful to you guys. 
And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday for Couch Talks, which is the Q&A episode that I do every week where I answer your questions. If you have questions about this, how about this, Paul? I think let's make this a thing, yeah? Well, no. Couch Talks is already a thing that I do on my own. No, let's make me coming to the show a thing. No, we're not. This is my podcast. Well, I mean. But I was going to say. What I was going to say. Like maybe like every six months. And like sure, I'll let you people. every six months. You can come on. Yeah, but I could be like a, say, a special all the time guest. A regular? That's a regular. What they call them, a regular. Yeah, a regular. What I was going to say is, I don't know if we're going to do that, but what we will do is if you have questions on this stuff, if it brought something up, if maybe if you got offended by something, maybe you really love something, maybe you're confused because we just talked in circles, send a question to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. Um, it could be, be for me or Paul or both of us. And then we'll do an episode on Wednesday, either this Wednesday or the next, whenever we can organize that. And we'll answer your questions about that. Cool. I can do other things too. Like no. I can make Paul, muffins. You can make what? I can make muffins. Like I can <laughs> oh do like gosh, recipes. Stop. You're done. I can make Cajun food. Would you like to? <laughs> we can what, what make else? this a thing. Yeah. The, we don't make Cajun food and muffins on the podcast. But we could. Well, we couldn't. We could. Would you like to shout your um, Instagram out? I know you've been waiting to do that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I'm not going to shout my Instagram out, but if you want to follow me, if yeah, if you actually go listen to the first episode that I did with Kat and there you will uh, find yeah, my Instagram handle. If people want to handle. know your Instagram handle, then they have to go listen to the episode. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Or send, send it in as a question. Oh my God. Okay. We're done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>